0: Welcome back to another episode of Ask Men Anything. I'm your host, Emma Wilman. Thank you so much for being here. Today we have a very special guest. It's my friend, Matteo Lane, comedian, actor, podcaster, YouTuber. Also, he's a trained opera singer. He speaks multiple languages. He's amazing. And him and I actually used to have a podcast together for like eight years, a really long time, maybe even longer, felt like we did it for a long time and we started it before everyone had a podcast, but then we proceeded to not advance technologically at all. Not one iota. We had fun doing it. Uh, It's called Inside the Closet if you want to check it out. We did it for years and years. So it was really a treat to get to sit down and talk to Mateo because he has gotten married in this past year. He's been touring all over the world. Things have really exploded for him. So this was a really fun time for us to get to just sit down and catch up. The last time I saw him was actually at his wedding. And we didn't get to do a real catch-up session at that because he was busy with his husband. Totally understandable. I'll give it a pass. On today's episode, we talk about Mateo's life growing up. We talk about Mateo getting married, what it's like living as a married man. And when he knew he was ready to settle down, we also get into what it really means when a guy watches your Instagram story. He gives an answer that I was like, damn, I think that is 100% the truth. Might not be what we want to hear, but it rings true. And I hadn't thought of it before. This is the real reason someone's watching your Instagram story when they ghosted you after a date. If you have any questions that you want to write in, com, And we have a phone number for you, 201-754-8351. That's 201-754-8351. Call me up. Let me know how you're doing. I can read it. We can play it on the air, whatever. It's always fun to interact. I can check the inbox now. So if you write in, I'm going to see it. And I'd love to see you in person. Yeah,
1: you, you. <laughs>
0: I would love to see you in person. I'm going to be on the road coming up a bunch. I'm going to be in Irvine, California, Oxnard, Kansas City, Albany, Omaha, Vancouver. I'm going to be all over the place. I am EmmaWilman.com for tickets. I hope to see you in person. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. Please share it with a friend that helps us out. Here's my episode with my friend, Matteo Lane.
2: This lighting, let's get a lighting at a 90 degree angle above your head. So everyone looks like they're a hostess at Walmart with just bags under their eyes. I could get filler for six weeks, and they're like, right there. Why isn't anyone listening to Mariah Carey? That light should be right above the camera. And then I would look like I'm glowing from Jesus Christ. Instead, I'm working at a shop and save in Ottawa, just struggling to scan someone's potatoes. (laughs) Jesus. What is with people and light? People don't fucking get lighting. What's the best idea, girls, for this lighting? Make sure it's directly above their head. Do you know every single show that I do, Emma, I correct the lighting? Every show. Every show. Are we
0: recording? Thank God, because I want to listen to that again every morning to get me out of bed.
2: I mean, it's just horrible. It's like, this is the light. Like, my husband loves to turn every light on in the house. I said, what is this, an episode of Cops? True, true. Turn we have, we have mood lighting for a reason. Oh, but I can't see. You can see. That's the point. Right. I don't want you to see. Right. I want to be just a a, a thought.
0: Yes. <laughs> Alone in darkness. Welcome back to another episode of Ask Men Anything. I'm your host Emma Wilman. This is the show where we get to the heart of what modern masculinity is all about by asking and you brought men. Me. By asking, because I
2: am the heart of modern masculinity, Mr. Masculinity himself. I'm in a crop top. We get
0: to the heart of my, modern masculinity by asking men. My and your burning questions today. We have such a special guest. Truly, one of my best friends and favorite people. He's so funny, so talented, such a pure. What's an enigma?
2: I think it's a disease. Damn it.
0: Okay. I gotta learn more <laughs> I'm kidding. words. No, I'm kidding. He's a pure he's just like such a pure piercing spirit of fucking awesomeness. Mateo Lane. Thank you. I
2: I Welcome uh, to the show.
0: Sorry about the lighting. Mateo was is- uh, filling us in on the problems with the lighting, and I, I know what you mean.
2: Well, I love that I'm also the the, the here to present modern masculinity, full of filler, f- hair transplants, and faggotness. I, I mean,
0: mean look, if someone walks by with the right chemical that would happen to combust with fillers, both of our faces would explode at this very moment. <laughs>
2: I mean, it's just mine would just be a neck and a mustache left. Right, I would exactly. have nothing left on my Mine's face. Mine's
0: just little Dennis the Menace hair, and they're like, "What <laughs> happened in there?" We I never thought and... there
2: is a kind of like you and Dennis the Menace.
0: I was at a show the other night and this girl was talking about people she was attracted to. And she goes, I'm attracted to anybody that looks like Dennis the Menace. And I turned bright red. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God, because I do kind of look like Dennis the Menace.
2: Also, do you get like a free blizzard at Dairy Queen? Remember for years, Dennis the... They, Dairy Queen could pick anyone to be the mascot and they're like, we're sticking to Dennis the Menace. They
0: had Dennis the Menace as the mascot? They,
2: I swear to you, it was a, a solid 10 years. They were really? like, we're sticking with Dennis. Like someone at the top of Dairy Queen, which I don't know that there is a top of Dairy Queen, is like Dennis.
0: Dennis. this is People want ice cream, they want Dennis the Menace to be giving
2: it to them. <laughs> well, I just watched Home Alone because my husband had never seen it before. He's from Mexico.
0: Mateo just got married recently and I'm so happy for you about about that And your husband was in Mexico. Now he's living in New York with Mateo. Obviously. He is. He is. So you're, you're like bringing him up to speed, if you will, on the classics.
2: I have to. It's Christmas season. So we've already watched The Princess Switch, which... Uh, I starring, haven't seen that. Oh, starring Vanessa Hutchins and, the, and Netflix uh, movie series where uh, a girl who's a baker in Chicago inexplicably is sent off to some fake country like Endovia, right. where she's entered in a baking contest and her gay partner, who is there with her, but he's not gay, he loves her, but he's clearly gay, Right. Uh, she runs into a princess who is exactly her, also played by Vanessa Hutchins, who in that moment decides they should switch places. And so the princess lives the simple life, and then the simple girl lives so the princess really life. So it's really called the princess switch. It's called, and That then sounds like
0: a porn I've seen.
2: Well, then there's the princess switch, too where a third Vanessa Hutchins shows oh, up. Oh,
0: Vanessa Hutchins. Can't get enough of herself. She, <laughs> She's like, I got an idea for a fourth one. We're like, we're like, let us guess four. No, five of me this time, guys. And I'm like, okay, Vanessa.
2: <laughs> I do wish that that role was done by Tara Reid.
0: Oh, could you imagine? I met her one time.
2: It, when? Where?
0: Her ex-husband was trying to do stand-up comedy, because aren't we all? Jesus. And I was in Pasadena, and there were not many people there, and I look over and I said, I sw- is that who I think it is? And it was.
2: And was she nice? I didn't
0: say anything to her, no. I kind of was, like, smiling at her, but she was looking down.
2: Oh. Yeah. But I like the sort of, like, early-aughts, late-90s stars coming out of retirement to just fill in Christmas movies, like Lindsay Lohan, Vanessa Hutchins. Terry Hatcher. Terry Hatcher. For some reason, Brooke Shields did one. Really? Well, Vanessa Hutchins did another one called The Night Before Christmas, but the night spelled K-N-I-G-H-T. So, A Night From 1412 comes to modern times and they fall in love and
0: what did your husband think of all these movies
2: well he loves it
0: okay so we he's watched like,
2: with my friend nick and donnie laughing and he's like
0: no what happened i love it <laughs> she fell in love he's watching Was he crying
2: yes and he's watching some mexican soap opera so every uh, day i walk in and it's just a series of bad wigs and screaming
0: it probably makes him think of home the Mexican soap opera, not the bagwigs and screaming, but just like seeing that—that <laughs> <laughs> was not like a your mom. I think makes him think of his mother. That was not what I meant at all. That was bad timing. It probably makes it reminiscent of you know getting to see you know when you go someplace and you're like I sometimes when I miss Maine, I used to watch like lobster boat like videos just in the background because it make oh I think of home.
2: What do I think of when I think of home? I just put in my big fat Greek wedding.
0: Mateo's family is
2: huge. And they're very supportive of you.
0: So supportive. So supportive. And your uh, your aunt Cindy has come to shows before. And Mateo's family is just an eclectic cast. I still think of your sister whenever I have egg whites. Because you and I were asking her about protein sources. Mm. Over the years, Mateo and I have both gotten increasingly into health and wellness. And whatever <laughs> bracket fillers would fall under. But she told me to drink egg whites. Oh, yeah. Didn't she tell us to do that?
2: Well, I I did not do that. I think that I mean I don't even like cum. So that's to me. I'm not drinking egg whites. I'll cook them.
0: I had I had. She said she was like, instead of protein bars, you can just put the egg whites in your smoothies. But it had to be a particular type of egg white.
2: Oh, pasteurized. Probably. Yes. egg white. And
0: I did it once. And it was such a rush because I didn't even know if it was pasteurized. I was like, I'm back.
2: Can I tell you? And I probably will make this a bit. I was on Instacart because I live on a six floor walk up. And uh, it's annoying. So I, I, I put down, you know, toilet paper blah, 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 and all eggs. All things, yes. And the guy writes back, you know, they message you if they have a question. He goes, what kind of eggs? And I go, any kind of eggs. <laughs> then he sends me a photo of all of the egg aisle go, as if I'm supposed to pick. And I go, and I'm trying to make it easy for him. I said, any kind, right. pick it, go for it, have fun, come home, door bell rings. I grab the, I open up, duck eggs.
0: Oh, Oh, wow. I, oh, he got creative. I, when, he, huh.
2: when he read any kind of eggs, this he guy literally thought. He took it very seriously. Hmm.
0: Hmm. Wow. He probably had to go somewhere else to get those duck eggs. <laughs> he probably was like, okay, you, bet. I'm
2: 37. I've never run into duck eggs never at a grocery seen a, store.
0: No, and I've been into a lot of different types of grocery stores, and I peruse. And I've never seen a duck egg in my damn life. Did you eat them?
2: No, I looked up online. It's more like more cholesterol, more fat. And I'm like, well, the whole point of eggs is that I can eat maybe like a a nice breakfast. And now I'm going to have like a hearty pioneer woman duck egg breakfast. Duck. So anyways, I'm sorry. I've I've derailed your show. Don't be silly. This is how we usually go.
0: Don't be silly. So we have some listener questions. But before we get into it. I have a question for you. So we're just trying to figure out like what masculinity even is. Do you have any thoughts on like how the concept of masculinity has changed over the years? Have you noticed it at all?
2: Well, I mean, as a as a young gay child. Yeah, what were
0: you like as a little kid? I can gay. I can. Right.
2: I mean, there's no. I was like wearing giant shirts, poses, dresses. Aww. I love Disney movies. I love Maleficent, which Stavros just pointed out to me. He's like, of course you were gay. You loved an evil bitchy woman that's who you loved i noticed that like i was kind of fine up until like 5 or 6 like mm-hmm. because kids don't really they're not really aware of others they're aware of themselves right and not even aware of themselves so ge- kids weren't really falling into gender roles kids really sort of fell into gender roles around like 5th grade so yep. i noticed a huge shift from 5th to 6th grade 5th grade i was sort of fine as my friend pet powers said i could run races and win them and stuff so- once we got to 6th grade it was like everyone literally entered their gender role and part of that gender role is playing into their father's idea of masculinity right. and girls are their women's idea of or what they see on TV. So that's when I first became aware that like I don't fit into the category of these guys. I never played sports. Although I wanted to play sports, but like even that environment I'm just too sensitive and faggy totally. and they were so mean and stuff so I'm like oh, I'll just sing. So right. um <laughs> You know, but they, that that's when I – the first shift was, I would say, sixth grade. I remember I couldn't even find anyone to sit at lunch with. Like, mm. it was just such a – it was a polarizing – like,
0: ho- Oh, you're holding your tray, and then you're looking at it's like women or boys Well no girls. one wanted
2: me to – I was such a loser. <sighs> I was a huge loser. So I was like, ugh. Oh, so, you know, I don't know. I, I, f- I found my friendships with kids who didn't care about that were, like, the the nerd kids. My friend Adam and I would play Pokemon. Right. You know, Adam abermaley if you're listening, hey, we still chat. Um, but yeah, I mean, I or I was sort of defended by strong women, like mm. Katie Maloney was sort of like my knight in shining armor. Yeah, that, that's just like who I was drawn to, which I think is common for young gay men.
0: Oh, I used to, when because my elementary school was as this hippie Waldorf school, so I didn't see that. <laughs> our, our
2: childhoods were so, so different. different. <laughs> it
0: was such a hippie school that like everyone, I think, I don't know if it was like mandated, but everyone would literally sit in a circle at lunchtime and we weren't allowed to wear shoes. So it was, I didn't see any of that until I got to high school where I was like, oh, it's like these groupings but i was a little bit older so when i started seeing that but i do remember it my it was like that same age range where they're like emma like why are you playing with because i was always playing with boys and they're like why I, I was playing? always playing with
2: girls and the right? boys would point that out to me mm. but i do feel though like tomboys like girls who are i don't even know if they call them that anymore girls who are more masculine let's right? say they play sports and they you know don't all that Stuff. I'm talking about like when we were in the 90s. I do feel like that was more acceptable. It's like girls can wear pants or dresses. Yeah, Rosie
0: O'Donnell was around. I mean, (laughs) do you remember that? I think we were in like third or fourth grade and I didn't know what was going on, but I was like, oh, she's kind of.
2: She plays into that role. Yeah. Same with Ellen. Yes. It was always more okay for, and I'm not saying it was great, but like queer women was something that was slightly more palatable than a gay man. Do you
0: remember the first time you saw a gay guy on TV?
2: It was Ellen's show. Her, one of her best friends was this redheaded gay guy. Uh-huh. Had a very high pitched voice. So I would have been like fifth grade or something like that.
0: Did you feel excited or scared? Or do you remember your, how you felt when you saw it?
2: Um, I never felt excited about it because I was always living in fear. Because mm-hmm. at, at that, day, you know, Back in my day, mm-hmm. you know, you, the fear is, to, is you're going to get caught. So you, I, don't, I right. didn't know how to respond to gay things because my fear was I would get caught.
0: I would say, oh, yeah, I don't see it. Or I go,
1: why do they have to do that?
2: Right. You sort of play into like more like oppressive traits, right? That people, what they give to you, you have to give back to that to show sort of virtue signal that I am against this thing. You're also against even though you know it's me. But I have a joke where I say I'm like, I I was uh, people who call me faggot in high school. Like, well, they weren't wrong. Right. (laughs) I mean, they obviously picked up on something, you know. But I mean, your question, like, how has it changed? I don't I'm sure in high school they still. I think gender expression and sexuality is something that's talked about, which was not right. I mean, it just wasn't it was not spoken about, uh, you know, but it's talked about now. But I still think I'm sure there's clicks, I'm sure there's still that I think just exists because that's human nature. You've
0: got that great joke about kids coming out now versus when we were coming out. Yeah. Which is so
2: Seven year olds With purple hair On YouTube Like my troubles Coming out And I'm like You piece of shit Go home Turn off the lights Listen to Madonna And cry like the rest of us You son of a bitch
0: I was reading this article About how Gen Z Is supposed to be The most depressed generation And I was like are they the most depressed or do they just have the most tools to identify and articulate their depression? Right. Because we now it's like out there, like this is anxiety, this is insomnia, this is depression.
2: We didn't and have anxiety when we were kids. Didn't it, was know what just, it was go to your room. Go
0: to your room. My stomach hurts. <laughs> like I didn't know. <laughs> like I have indigestion. I didn't know. But now I would have been like... I was anxious or I was depressed or I was freaking out.
2: That's why I, do, I don't want kids.
0: You don't? You still I, don't? Under
2: no circumstances. Really? No. Did
0: you and your husband talk about that? Yes, like he doesn't the, want it either. Okay. In we the, want a
2: dog named yes. Albert and it's a pit bull.
0: Oh, I want a pit bull so bad. <laughs> I want a pitbull. I have to stop myself because I always compliment people on their dogs. But if it's a woman between the ages of 18 and 25, she gets a little uncomfortable. And I think they think I'm trying to hit on them. And that bothers me because then I'm like, I'm not trying to hit a new bitch. I'm just trying to compliment the dog. They'll pull the dog away. (laughs) It it happens. I go, your dog is so cute. But this is what my I take. I shouldn't have said the b word because you know what? They probably get hit on so much through their dog that then they see some Dennis the Menace coming at them, and they're like, oh, (laughs) great, like this aggressive 11 year old boy. But I'm really just talking to the dog. But
2: you should write a joke about Dennis the Menace. Did I answer the question? I don't even know. Of course you did.
0: I'm busy on the go and don't always have time to go to the grocery store and pick out what I'm going to eat for the week. Thankfully, I found ButcherBox. They take the guesswork out of shopping and cooking with a great selection of fish, chicken, beef, and more. And their cuts of meat are always way better than anything I would find in the grocery store. I love their chicken thighs. Best chicken thighs I've ever had. I swear on my mom. With ButcherBox, you can easily find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. I can get 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, and wild-caught seafood delivered straight to my doorstep. I don't even have to mess with going to the store. Plus, they have free shipping always. And because this is really important to me, with ButcherBox, all the meat is humanely raised. That means no antibiotics or added hormones. You can curate and customize what you want in each box, and if you're feeling uninspired in the kitchen, they have an entire catalog of delicious recipes to get you started. All I have to think about is what I'm going to binge watch on tv while i enjoyed butcher box's high quality cuts sign up at butcherbox.com ama and get our special deal butcher box is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional twenty dollars off choose salmon chicken breast or steak tips free in every order for a year sign up today at butcherbox.com ama and use code ama to choose your free for a year offer plus get twenty dollars off your first order so now we have an email for Why Do Men. This is Dear Emma and Man. And today's man is Mateo Lane. Absolutely hilarious. If you're yeah. not familiar with him, which I'm sure you are. But if you're not, please check out his stuff. YouTube, Instagram. That's it. That's it.
2: I love it. The seller and like, you've seen his Netflix special. Like, you haven't. No one here oh has. Oh, my God.
0: When people say you've seen the person on something, I'm like... we got to stop this. We got to stop. One time someone goes, they were like, you've seen her on Colbert. And then I got up and I was like, I know none of you have seen me on Colbert. And this woman goes, oh, I have. And I was like, okay, well (laughs) normally no. Like, no, 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 no one's seen that n- and a, no one remembers it.
2: I did a local show in London. I was doing shows in London and, and we had a, a day off and there was a club and I I, I and Amina was like it was really cool. And it was a cool club. But the host, evidently, he we we got added onto the show and he was upset by it. And I'm not sure why it was running into his time. I don't know what the deal was, but um he brought me up in the most passive-aggressive way And it was your possible. show? No, I mean, I'm just coming up as okay. a guest, but okay. they asked me to be on the show. Right. I didn't ask them. So he goes, um, well, this next performer, uh, I guess you've seen him. I mean, I, he has 1.4 million followers on Instagram. So Mateo Lane, that was his intro to me. <sighs> and I was like, mmm, okay, mm. what way to th- like, No one here knows who I am. Right. And what, how, like, he has a lot of followers on Instagram. Okay. I've done some stuff.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Did you feel uncomfortable your whole set? Or were you trying to like. No, no,
2: no, no. I I was like, I'll be really funny and then he'll regret it. Yeah. And that's what happened.
0: One time I was doing a show and I remember this person was like, this person's really, and I've been doing comedy for a while, but they were like, this person's really new. Please be nice to her. You know, comedy's hard. It's not AA. Right? And I was like. I was like, ah, like it was like making it sound like it was kind of like a make a wish situation. Like they're like, <laughs> you know, she really like she needs She's this. She's got
2: 10 days left.
0: That's what it felt like. And so I got up there and I was like, I'm OK. It's OK. Like react, react how you're going to react. We have a question. Got it. Yes. Dear Emma and man, I was seeing this guy that I met on an app. We had really great chemistry over DM and went out a few times in person. I had a good time and thought he did as well. The next time...
2: <laughs> the next Obviously time, not if you're emailing us. <laughs> yeah, right. Dear diary.
0: The next time I reached out when he wanted to get together again, he just never replied. I was disappointed but figured he was probably talking to a few people and maybe got more serious with someone else. But then... I noticed that even though he had ghosted me, anytime I posted to my stories, ah. He watched them. He would watch them. Why do men ghost but then still watch our stories every day? Should I block him or just let him see what he's missing?
2: Can I tell you what it is? Please. People think if you're watching my stories that I'm seeking your stories. But if you look at the top, sometimes you just click Uh, on stories. And as you're just clicking right, someone that you follow pops pops up up. because they're just at the top. It's not like I actively sought their stories. So sometimes it it sounds like she's posting a lot of stories. So if she's posting a lot of stories and he's just taking a shit and he's bored in the morning. He's going to run across it, and then it's going to signal to her. And then she's going to be like,
0: he's looking at it.
2: This that's is part of
0: relationships are so and like try to put yourself out there. Dating is so hard because like if you like someone, of course, you're going to be like looking for signs of life. I've done that where then you're like, oh, they're oh they they're thinking of me. Should I say something? Or I But yeah, it could very well be that you're just popping up and he's not seeking it out. And poor him.
2: Here's the thing is like if it doesn't work, then, it's, then it doesn't work. Right. If he's not interested in you, then he's doing what's best for you in the end.
0: Yes. Because what are saying. you going to do? F- right. Force it?
2: Right, so he's saying, I'm not interested. And also, I don't think that ghosting should be called ghosting unless it's like a month and a half to two months in. Then mm. it becomes ghosting. If you're going out like twice a week for a month and suddenly they disappear, all right, now it, we're ghosting. Right. If you went on one or two dates and then they don't respond, okay, maybe it's not the nicest thing in the world, but it is a part of- Putting
0: yourself out there, society, dating. And that's,
2: that's, yeah, you have to kind of accept that, ghosting. Grinders should be called ghost, ghost. <laughs> slash broken promises.
0: A new dating app by Mateo Wayne.
2: <laughs> ghost. I'm going Shark Tank.
0: Would you rather have someone tell you? Like, no. what You wouldn't. I don't think I would either.
2: I mean, there's been times where like when I was dating, like even like a, a hookup person, like I'd message every once in a while. And then at one point. This one guy was like, hey, I'm in a relationship. I'm not looking at him. See, okay, I like that. Yeah. Fine, 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 fine. You know what I mean? But I'm also not like an obsessive texter. Right. But um, yeah, but I mean, I think after one or two dates, if, if I message and they don't respond. Well,
0: yes. One or, or two dates. On. Absolutely. Because also it's like that the person doesn't even know you. So if they were going to like weigh in on why it didn't work out, like that would probably be more upsetting. But just putting yourself out there as a motherfucker. Try to get try to go look at someone else's stories as quick as you can. So you're not. I would say also if it makes you feel better, yeah, block them. Or
2: block or mute. Or block.
0: Block or mute. Oh, love a mute.
2: And also blocking people like, oh, they blocked me. And I'm like, people are allowed to block, unfollow, mute. They can do whatever they want.
0: I love a mute. Mute anybody that perturbs you in any way and it will make your life better. I do
2: block. Me and Marie Faustin were talking about this. We're like, if someone says anything slightly negative in comments, I just block. I'm like, I don't, you know what I mean? I don't care. Like, I.
0: They Now I have it so I, the certain words don't even pop up on my page. So if someone writes Ellen, it's out. Now, I, I, I am a fan, but there's never a time where someone's writing Ellen on my page where it's like, I love you and Ellen. It's like Walmart, Ellen, bootleg, Ellen, whatever. So now I'll, or they'll like ask me questions about Ellen. So I just know Ellen. If someone says any type of slur, out, 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 out. My blocked words are, it's the list is extensive. Maybe I should undo the Ellen one.
2: I don't know that it's an insult, but also I get it. That would bother me. But totally. But also I didn't know you could block words. You
0: can block words.
2: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. You can block words.
2: Mine would be like Mario, Luigi. <laughs> Just that. <laughs> Jafar. Would you
0: audition for Mario?
2: Yeah, of course I would audition for Yeah, have that would be for. amazing. I could talk better than him. Woohoo!
0: Now we're going to ask you anything to get a little deeper inside the male mind with some questions for okay. you. Okay. Okay. This is the first one. I came up with this one. <clears throat> Tailored for you. If a woman doesn't want to date you, how would you like to be rejected?
2: Um, <laughs> this is a
0: trick. That was a trick. Well, you don't have to. That, that, I'm just kidding with that one. I would one. tell
2: her I'm gay.
0: Actually, there are. I have met women that are like, I wish you were straight.
2: Or straight men that says they would I've have met, sex with me.
0: Yes, absolutely. And. I, more than any other gay person I know have, I actually don't know any women who have said they wanted a guy to be straight besides you.
2: Um, I, my husband gets a lot of straight guys who really, yeah, he's had a lot of straight guys who like, I just like your energy. And it's so interesting. Mm-hmm. He's also hot. So are you? Yeah. But he's like, like people stop it. Like no one's ever spoken to me at the gym. Yeah. He gets stopped Same. probably three times a day. Right. So he just has. First of all, he has an inviting energy. I have mm. a what I call dark, leave me alone, uh, Wednesday from Adams Family energy. I work out like Wednesday at the Same.
0: gym. Same, and there's something about when I'm walking around, I've people are like, I was gonna say hi to you, but you looked rip shit, and I was like, I was, I was, yeah, absolutely. Oh, you,
2: you seem unfriendly. Mm-hmm. I am, yeah. Yeah, I'm actually quite nice. But that's, that, that people have come to me to say like, hey, I think you're funny. And I'm always like, oh, my God, thank you. Yes. But like when I'm at the gym, I'm usually listening to like a podcast. Also, who looks good at the gym? You're, you know, you're totally. just struggling the whole Trying, day. Trying, focusing.
0: Mm-hmm. Like I just got to do one more thing. Stay in here. Do you and him go to the gym together?
2: Yeah, we do. Or we go to the gym. Sometimes he he goes to like these cycle classes. Mm. He's at the gym. I when love I say a cycle for like, class. Oh, he's there for like three hours. I bet you
0: would hate a cycle class. Thank you for
2: saying that. I bet
0: you would hate it because... The, personally, it's the
2: positive I, energy. They I was gonna say
0: the instructor. I think you would get off the bike and fight them. <laughs> is what I would picture. <laughs> this is what I'm picturing because I fucking love it. But it's the same thing where I love like the mantras and the do this. Like I could see them like getting into it. Like today is your day, and I could just see it going today's down. Today's not, not my day. today's not my day. Shut up. And it's about to not be your day. No. <laughs> yeah, I could I could see Mateo's bike like actually moving towards the. He makes it actually mobile and the instructor and then bikes out of there and like how did he do that
2: honestly emma you know me better than my husband because he keeps trying you have to come to one class with me you should come to one class i, I would said, be scared you? how much more clear
0: could i make this that sounds horrible hard and the instructor would i think i think you could get instructors to quit pretty quick <laughs> if i also had a mic oh my god
2: can you imagine if i had a mic with the spin class? i would do it if i had a mic and it was being filmed oh
0: my god because let me
2: tell you I'd be furious. I'm Any positive <laughs> affirmation I'm getting next to Judy, who's an HR at, you know what I mean? Like
0: you're just tearing just, everybody uh, down. You'd probably get people cycling more than they ever have.
2: Probably my anger can fuel people right. as well. Come to the dark side. <laughs> I'll dress like Emperor Palpatine and tell them to release your anger because I, I don't believe. I think those people. They, I think they are kind of angry. Mm. And to be that happy all the time and to, I think that's fine, but like there seems to be like uh, maybe, I mean I'm probably wrong because i'm a, I'm cynical and mm. I'm a piece of shit. but there seems there seems to be some sort of dishonesty happening
0: there in the cycle class, but
2: that's my perception because right. I can't imagine being on a bike being happy.
0: I've been in a class where this instructor was miserable one time. I'd prefer. It was interesting. It was 11 a.m. on a Saturday. <laughs> well,
2: that's why they're upset.
0: And I was surprised. The class was pretty empty. And I, t- I got why immediately. The guy was, he was like, okay. And this is the first red flag. He was like, so it's a cycle bike. Everyone's facing the instructor. He goes, I would need everyone to face me. And I was like, yeah, buddy. Like we're all locked into the bike facing him. Like I was <laughs> like, has he had people not face him before? He's like, I need everybody looking in this direction. And then he was just quiet for like five minutes. So we're just cycling In silence, with no motivation, nothing, and then it's Then he started playing Britney Spears, and I was like, "Good for him." And he said, "One." He was like, "You know, we all made it here, and that's something." And then we just like kept psyching. I, (laughs) you would have liked it, probably. I like
2: because now I know we're dealing with honesty. You know what I mean? It's like I don't know. Look, this is why I'm a comedian. I can't handle. Happiness all the time.
0: I do love a self help thing. It does but get me going. But you're more open
2: to that. And obviously, right. from your upbringing, it sounds like you're sitting in a circle without your shoes on, having lunch with everyone. I mean, you have an open mother. You have an yes. o- You know what I mean? It's like, and I, my family is very open, but Italians, we criticize.
0: Yeah, Lexi hates the self help stuff.
2: Yeah, see, she's she go- also Italian and Mexican. Yep, it's she a said- very.
0: She Damn. said white people. She said it's a white people thing.
2: <laughs> well, I'm white, but it's like. I, I- but I
0: know, I'm, 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 but then every time she says that, it's like hard for me to argue with. But I'm like, I think my friend Brandis in college was into that and she's black. And she was like, but then I'm like really pulling at straws. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure. Brandis, help. Help me.
2: Wait, how is your mother, by the way? We're in an argument. Why?
0: Okay, we're gonna go right into Emma's dilemmas right now because I'm having an argument with my mom. We're having tension because <laughs> I love my mom so much. Since I've been in therapy, I'm seeing this amazing therapist, Barbara. I've been seeing her twice a week. Streisand. Barbara Streisand and I. <laughs> well, are I'm, reading talking her. I'm reading her book by regularly. The my therapist told me to read her book.
2: I oh, I have a, I have thoughts.
0: Anyway, since I've been seeing Barbara twice a week, I've actually found my mom a little less funny because I realized I use humor as a coping tool to deal with her like I made her more of into into an eccentric character to like kind of compensate some of the like like I remember one time Mateo and I called our parents and Mateo to see if we were ever going to move back in we did it just like on a whim I
2: called my mom and my aunt Cindy and my grandma
0: he said what would you say if I moved back in and they said we would say the room is ready for you how soon can you be here we love you. But albeit, this is Italians.
2: Right. This is Italians, okay? So you can't, that's not like, most everyone else would say no. You know, Right. I mean, I, we're dealing with unwell people.
0: They, I think it's so sweet. And they were like, <laughs> you know, no questions asked. Mm. Then we call my mom. Now, I knew that she was probably going to say something. <laughs> Whoop. So I gave her a heads up. Hey, you're on speakerphone for the podcast that we were doing. <laughs> Um, Matteo called his family and they were like, oh, couldn't have you wait for you to move back in.
1: So I was just wondering, what would you say if I called you and said I moved back in? And she went, oh, what did you do? I'd say, you know, I know I have an extra room in the apartment, but no. <laughs> and I was like, all right, mom, I love you. She's like, okay. No,
2: I think she ran. Made- oh, and oh, I don't know. I don't
1: know why. Why? What happened? God. Do I have to call the police just ahead of time? I can't be involved in this. Like, so I've noticed with her, the reason I went up, this is a little sad actually. So I went
0: up, I had shows in Boston and I said, hey, since I'm going to be in Boston around Thanksgiving, do you want to just do something for Thanksgiving then? And she was like, yep. And I was like, great. So I got up to Boston. We were supposed to see her, my sister, and her husband. And then they kind of blew it off. I
2: only laugh. I'm so sorry to be laughing. I'm it's not okay. Laughing. <laughs> I just love the impression. I was so
0: I about. was like using my therapy skills. And I was like, you know, I just feel a little hurt that I made the extra effort to come in. And then it kind of like got blown off. And I had said, do you guys want to have something at this place? Or I can arrange it at a restaurant. Or like, what do you guys want to do? Because I'm not going to come up for Thanksgiving because we're all going to spend this day together. And my sister and her husband have three kids. So they got... They ended up going to a kid's birthday party. But I was like, you know, we talked about this. I was really hoping to come up. My feelings are hurt. And then when I said my feelings are hurt, my mom really snapped. She was like, you always have a problem with your sister. And then I was like, that's really upsetting that you're not even acknowledging my feelings are hurt. I'd like to go. And then she got upset. And then I got upset. Mm. So my therapist, Barbara, was like, you just have to accept your mom for how she is. And she has a hard time with conflict.
1: Mm -hmm. And I said, nope.
0: (laughs) But I need to. So she wants to come up for my birthday. And I just, I haven't, I don't know. So my dilemma is, I guess it's like figuring out, accepting my mom, how she is. There's a, there's a, you and know. not being upset about
2: it. Uh, my therapist told me once because I was arguing about a family figure in my life that I was I wanted so much for them to change and to see this, and to, I was just, I realized I was getting angry. I was getting angry at myself. And he said, right. "Asking you know this person to do the things you require them to do is like asking someone in a wheelchair just to stand up. There are limitations <sighs> to people yeah. in our lives, and even though we've grown and we want them to." You also, too, if you remember, like you're a, a young queer person growing up, like you've seen and experienced a lot from the outside in. So you're looking at your mother who you love and respect and you want her to see what you see. Right. Because right. it benefited your life and your mother's remained closed.
0: Very close. And uh, that's what
2: we're coming up against as a generational right. thing. Now, and I had saying-
0: always co-signed that I'd always I'd never like raised a flag or anything. I was always like, OK, OK, I'll just go along with it. So only recently have I been like, hey, that's hurtful. And then. Yeah, I guess it's like she might not have the tools to have a conversation. Now, with- she,
2: she also has lived life experience you don't know, but yes, she doesn't true. seem as open to you, open with you as you are with her. I think yes. you're asking your mother to be someone that she cannot be. I know. So it's but it's OK. It doesn't mean she doesn't love you less. Right. It doesn't mean you don't love her. It just means that, look, this is it's it's you're going to be more upset with yourself trying to get someone to change than by just accepting them. And then the parts about them that you do like will shine brighter.
0: Yes, it's true. Cause it is so important to have people in our lives. Like that is important to have, like, I want, you know, I was, there was no chance of me not having her in my life, of course, but it was more just like, I was like, why, you know, cause it's just wanting to be heard. Like, it's just being like, all I want is just like some acknowledgement, like that, that this was tough or maybe there was a miscommunication or something. But it's true. I don't think it's in her toolbox to deal with someone saying I'm hurt or something. Because she was, you know, she's like, (laughs) she jumped. We were driving and we were, my stepdad was slowing down and she kind of jumped out of the car. She went, okay. I mean, it wasn't like some destructive thing, (laughs) but like she was not wanting to have, I was like, it just feels hurtful. And she was like, what? (laughs) <laughs> like It was like she was, became a fuck boy. That's what it was. That's how she had She was like, you know, okay, so are we going to get lunch at th- this place or not? And I was like, Mama, like, can we talk about this? And then she was like, I felt like it, it was just, it was so, that's what it felt like. She, she became like a like a guy that like did not, was not trying to have this conversation. And then she was like, okay, we're at the apartment. And then she like jumped out. And I was like, I would like to go back to the hotel now. Then I just went back to the hotel. I took a nap. Didn't do, I was employing my third. Taking your
2: space is good. I took my space. Yeah.
0: And she was, d- she did not get it. She was like, why why are you causing problems?
2: Well, it is interesting because people that we love the most and that are closest to us, we get offended if they don't agree with us. Sure. And sometimes it's OK to not agree with each other.
0: Very OK. Very OK. Do you okay. know what I mean? It's yes. not like
2: a sign of disrespect to you. It's just we just don't agree on this thing.
0: Right. And we've agreed to disagree about this stuff before. But... I don't but know. But she
2: should. But she should be able to acknowledge your feelings. And if she's bad with conflict, that's not your problem. Right. You're still allowed to tell her how she made you feel, and then she's gonna have to deal with those feelings.
0: Right. Because it, it's kind of like it's finding the line. Like, where's my self respect mixed with how do I stand up for myself, but how do I still accept this person as they are? Mm-hmm. That's my dilemma. Figuring that out, especially with someone who I've always romanticized. To me, my mom used to never be able to do any wrong. Right. Because. I think also because she's so accepting on the gay front, it made me like, because she's unwavering
1: with that. She's like, yeah, everybody's gay. Everybody is gay. And I was like, are you gay? She's like, everybody's gay. And I'm like, I don't think everyone's gay. And she's like, well, you know, I'm sure, you know, it's just about meeting the right person. I'm like, are you trying to say that you're
0: gay right now? And she's like, she just thinks that she's power to the people with that. Okay.
2: She just seemed very white. (laughs) <laughs> just so, she's such a gentile do you know what i mean like she's yeah. so not like, i know no, i know like she's just like an ll bean catalog
0: she really really you're right she
2: really is but I, but that's fine like that, that's a great quality that your mother's accepting of your gayness and this i mean look there's how many parents do we know that are not right so you're right, your instincts were correct, but your instincts are also correct too, that you don't have to idolize her. Mm-hmm. She's not, you know, the Madonna. She's right. she's she's your mother, but she's human. Yes. And you know, you're starting your own family, you have your own life, you have your own career. It's not she you know.
0: Your parents were so happy at your wedding.
2: But they Beaming. I think that was the first time Beaming. that they really saw my life. I think I've really? told them about my life. I've told them about the things that I do, but it was the first time that they saw it was all comedians. Mm-hmm. They're at this comedy cellar and they just were like, Oh, they were completely in our world. Right. And I think they were so happy about it. Everybody was so nice to them. Of
0: course. It's an honor.
2: The last night they it's were It's an
0: like, honor to see someone's. And I've met your parents before, but it's just it's an honor to see it's an, just an, such a treat to meet when you, like, love somebody. Then getting to meet their parents, too, is, like, such a treat. Yeah. And also they, you know, it's, like, it's just fun. They were asking me about um my, I think they were asking me, like, something from our podcast about my stomach issues or something. Like, they listened to it, <laughs> and I was, like, kind of, like, looking around. Well, like, so
2: the funniest thing you ever said was we called our, I called my Aunt Cindy because I knew she'd give a funnier answer. But we called, like, basically, she's basically my mom as well. And so we called our moms to see what would they how would they react if they were on the titanic oh, right. when it got hit and oh my
0: god that was so funny we
2: called emma's mom first and she's like
1: well i i hate to say it i'd pre, i'd be in first class so i'd i would have gotten out you know i'm not saying it's right i i'm lucky but i it's i probably would have been in a first class cabin and i I would have gotten out. If you were there, would I have helped you? I guess it would have depended what cabin you were in and whether or not you threatened to move home recently or not. If you threatened to move home recently, I would have said, you know, I have to go. I'm sorry. It's so cold. And then,
0: oh, wait, she also goes, wait, wait, this is the other part. She goes, this is what she goes. She goes about if we hit the
1: Titanic, she goes, I'd say, I think there's a problem with the boat. And we were like, what? Yeah. And she was like, I, I think there's I think I think something's not right with the boat.
0: And I was like, and we're done with my mom's portion. And then we called Mateo's aunt. It was the total opposite she, thing. She was like, I'd do everything I could to survive.
2: She goes, Well, let's I'd fight be honest. My way. I'd be at the
0: bottom of the boat. I'd fight my way out. <laughs> she go I would scream. I'd scream. I'd help <laughs> I would, everybody I could. I would scream and yell at It was just so
2: Such a treat. It's just so funny. My Aunt Cindy knew exactly what cabin she'd be in. Right. Isn't that crazy? She's Mexican. She's like, I'm Mexican and I'm a
0: woman. I'd be at the bottom and I'd do everything I could to survive.
1: (laughs) My mom's like, I'd be bothered at the top. (laughs) She goes, I'd be cold. I'd be cold. I'd be cold. I'd have to take your jacket. I'm sorry. I'm like, Jesus Christ. You're incriminating yourself when you really don't need to.
0: <laughs> now we're going to get back into asking Mateo anything. Can you um, help explain the relationship between hair and male
1: confidence?
2: Duh. I, someone who got a hair transplants, so I think I'm going to get more too. The
0: first person I've ever heard talk about it now, I've talked about it with many guys.
2: I was the first person to talk. You were the it.
0: first person that I ever heard talk about it, but I, the guys that I've talked about it with, three different male comedians. So I think they felt more comfortable since you've been talking oh. about it. And then I have one other friend who he um, is a bodybuilder, and he was. I told him that you did it actually. So same thing. And then he was like, "I want to do that."
2: Well, I would say this. I would say like this is real, generally speaking. But I think men versus women on a very general, of s- course, of course, spectrum of course. here. Um, they're not. They're not and I hate the words like they're not allowed to, people can do whatever they want, but there is more of a pressure and it's less and less obviously, but like beauty and self-care when Mm. I was growing up and for a lot of men growing up meant not caring. So if you have a skin routine, you're a fag. If you care about your hair, you're a fag. You have to dress like everybody. It was all about conforming masculinity. I'm tough. I don't care. Like I'm bald, But, but I think men do care. And I think that, Hair is one of the few things that men have as a part of our beauty routine that we can have some kind of pride in, like having a hairline. And so Mm. I think when you start to lose that hairline, I think not all, but some, myself included, it was a confidence thing. I'm like, okay, this is like the one thing that it bothers me. I don't like the way I look. I don't like taking care of it. I don't like hiding from wind, rain. Does it seem like
0: it symbolizes aging? Is that what it is?
2: It's not aging. It's, it's not. just confidence. I, I I aligned my hairline with confidence.
0: It's so interesting, too, because I remember you talking about your hairline, and I'm like, I don't even see, I've never noticed a hair, I never but noticed hair. I covered hairline. it
2: up well. Right? Can I say, when I had my year post-op with my doctor in August, my Chicago accent, Um, I, he showed me before and after pictures, and I really was quite shocked how little of hair I had left.
0: Really? I really,
2: I mean, all this here, gone. And so you
0: covered it up really well.
2: I had well, what I would do, my barber who I love, I would have him grow this hair out extra long, and then I would swoop it over, and then I would use topic spray, yeah. and then you hairspray the, sh- you shellac it with with shit, and then you know, then you had hair.
0: And Matteo talks about it in a special about dealing with like why he like getting the hair plugs and everything. And I can confirm in real life, he, I remember being with you in Austin. And that we were going to walk somewhere. And you said, oh, no, no, it's windy. I can't walk. Yeah, I'm because it's like I'm staying inside today. You're like, I'm going to have to take a taxi. And then you like went really quick from the coffee shop to the taxi to go to the museum. And you're going with a bunch of other comedians. And you're like, we all got to take a taxi because I'm not going out in the wind. Yeah, because it
2: it ruins your day if you put a hat on. The hat's a commitment; it stays on the rest of the day. You know, the first time I put my head under a pool of water in like ten years was Miami last year. After the hair started growing, it just was—it was so again small, stupid shit. It was a nice confidence booster. So I'm very happy that I did it. But it's not everyone agrees. Everyone's like, I don't mind balding, and some people look great with it. And Some people's like, it's too much of a hassle. and Da 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 da. That's fine, but generally speaking, I think hair is like one of the few things for years that men could have that was a sort of beauty regiment.
0: Do guys talk about their hair?
2: Um, guys don't seem to talk about anything mm, why unless is it's on that? Fortnite or Call of Duty. That's when they really open up.
0: Even gay men?
2: Gay men? Are you kidding? Gay men talk about lace fronts at brunch. I okay. mean, it's a different story. <laughs> I thought we were talking about straight men, but gay men, but gay men of like myself, queer people, it's like. You know, we don't abide by all the same rules because they were never in place for us in the first
0: place. Yes, the seal was broken in the But I do
2: feel straight men, I find, are more open to talking about their hair and loss of hair and beauty techniques and taking care. Like, I think Instagram has made it kind of okay Mm. for everyone to have a skin routine or care about themselves or plastic surgery or... You should feel good about yourself.
0: Also, I feel like once you hear someone else talking about it, then you're like, "Oh, this is something you're talking to me about so I can now engage with this." Cuz anytime I'll I mentioned botox to men or women, they then they'll usually start the like, huh, and then they'll start asking questions about it. Like but then I'll feel bad if someone's like, "Should I get botox?" I'm like, "No, I mean, only if you eh."
2: I say like when people are like, "I really want to get botox, but I don't know what. I don't know if it's And I just say, "You know, you can just go get it and then it'll goes away in 3 months if you don't True, like it." Does it does go away. So
0: It does go right. It does go right away. Cause also I had, Lexi went and got it. And then when they did it, her, one of her eyebrows was a little bit up and she was like, is my eyebrow up? And I was like, no, 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 no. Even though it was a little bit up.
2: Well, yeah, you got to tell her like, did she get it fixed?
0: She got it fixed too. Okay.
2: Yeah. But I was like, it was just, that's an easy one like, that's an easy one yeah, yeah 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 by the way I'm still I mean it you me Lexi Rodrigo we all have to go, go to out, go out to dinner. and get dinner come
0: over to our new apartment we just moved oh where are you, where are you living Um, I almost well, said my hey, exact
2: freaking address we'll talk I about it I literally almost said my exact address because we're moving to East Village and I don't remember the last, last time I saw Lexi was at my wedding
0: no she was out of town yeah I don't remember the last time I've seen her she was out of town maybe at the cellar
2: I've yes. run into you guys
0: what is the most attractive hobby a man can
1: have
2: Um, the most attractive hobby a man can just you know what this is gonna sound so lame but anything that that interests them and gets them out of bed that's that's more than their job
0: right any type of desire or like any ambition towards something i don't give a fuck what it is yeah that you're into it like if someone was like i love little pancakes great
2: i don't care there was a couple i used to sleep with i remember and uh this is years ago and they were great and um I opened up one of their rooms and he had a huge Lego collection. Really? And I loved it. I was like, I get it. I mean, how big was it? Huge.
0: Collection? Wow. And, and I'd people, be a little nervous with that for some no, reason. No, I
2: loved it because I'm like, people walk into my apartment and they see like all I got all 150 original Pokemon cards really? framed. So they're all this gigantic long frame, and it, it's so funny when you see like a guy came over to fix like some like frame or something, right? And he's like, Oh my god, this is awesome! Like it's like it's a great. I love that kind of shit.
0: Pokemon should be so honored that you're a collector.
2: Uh, they have more money than Disney. They don't give a shit. Wow. But
0: <laughs> what are your tips for creating a successful online dating profile?
2: Uh, less is more. Mm. And I think your photos should three photos is it really? And none of uh, it's enough with the eight hundred photos. Don't have photos with friends. Don't have photos where you're super far away. True. You know, have photos that have like good lighting. And um, just be honest.
0: Be honest.
2: Yeah, and don't say the same bullshit everyone else says. I could be, stay in, but I can also go out. Right, 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 right. right. I'm adventurous. I want someone to travel with. I want someone to, like, say something unique so you stick out. Like, Do you remember what you said on yours? Mm, The last one I had uh, Was Hinge. This would have been like a year ago
0: And Mateo got kicked off of Tinder Because they didn't believe it was him They thought it was someone pretending to be him So they wouldn't let him on Yeah You and Sharon Snow
2: I tried Bumble because I did an advertisement for them Yeah And I didn't I didn't like it. Mm. So I only used that once. That was years ago. And then I used Grinder, and then that was disappointing. And then I used, uh, tried using Tinder. They kicked me off because I was impersonating Mateo Lane. Right. And then I got on Hinge. And then they, they, the embarrassing thing is they want you to put a video up of yourself. A video? Yeah. So I put one up of the scene in The Godfather where Michael <laughs> Corleone and is walking with all the Sicilian women following him.
0: I had put up, my dating profile was so bad. I said no man ones in the thing as kind of as a joke, and I'll tell you right now, lesbians didn't like that.
1: I don't know what I was thinking.
0: Lesbians
2: are a tougher audience, tough crowd,
0: but also that was such a stupid. I don't know what I was thinking
2: because you know when you say it on stage, it gets a laugh, right? You're implying, you're using what you've dealt with for a long time in sure. humor, but then they're interpreting it through themselves, like hearing you say it. So they're offended. And I
0: was giving them no context right. too. So it was just like going right to it. I had a picture of me after I had been, I was playing a, someone who got shot in the head and I had a picture <laughs> ah, of that.
2: I was the one that pointed out to you. You pointed that out, She's right? She's just sitting there bleeding. And I thought, Emma, no one knows that you were on set for this. Now stop it. I, th-
0: I was like, it's a conversation starter. That's what I thought.
2: <laughs> yeah. You dying.
0: How do you know or how did you know when you're ready to
1: settle down?
2: Um, I knew pretty quickly with Rodrigo. You did? Yeah. Was, I'm also, I remember talking to Rosebud about this. She's like, you're 37. You're not 26. <gasps> you know what you like in life. You know Rosebud. She Rick, gets straight to she's the point. letting you know what it but is. She did because I said, am I rushing into this? And mm. she goes, no. She goes, you've lived enough of your life. You know what you like and you know what you don't like. And she was right. I was
0: right. Absolutely, definitely. And also, it came at such a good time. It's so cliche, but it's like you had been doing a lot of self-work about relationships in therapy. So it's like, once you kind of do that, I look back at some of the relationships I'm in and I'm like, where was my self-respect?
2: Mine was just three sheets to the wind I mean three just sheets like to the wind flying oh my out god there. Yeah. it's
0: scary to look back on because like- also
2: it was like this year was a lot of things that happened I found success in my yep. career which I've been working at that eases a lot of anxiety True. gives me a lot of confidence I'm a little more selective like you know what I mean like it's just like that was a big confidence boost I got hair got hair (laughs) it's like you know what i mean it was like i didn't have to worry about the same things that i had to worry about before and you
0: know your routine for taking care of yourself i think that's really big Mm because when i've been in relationships where i didn't have a routine for taking care of myself it's not fair to me or them because then i'm like going along with what they're into and then i'm not doing not if you don't take care of yourself the relationship is going to get fucked up too Mm -hmm. i find Mm -hmm. what is the healthiest way to get over a breakup uh,
2: I don't know. The, well, I would say don't drink. Don't immediately go out and fuck strangers. Mm. I mean, it can feel good in the moment, but I think in the end, it it makes the healing process longer. I would say. Go. I always say go back to the beginning. So whenever something is seems chaotic, go back to the beginning. So I love that. Go back to start anew. Start with like, okay, this is what I was doing before. This was Mm. my routine before. These are the friends I have to make an effort with. Also, if you're dating someone, don't drop your friends. So even getting married, I never dropped any of my friends. You know, so it's like. You have to just maintain your single life. You know, you, you have to maintain your independence throughout a relationship because you never know what's going to happen. And not in a bad way. I think independence is a positive characteristic in someone Absolutely. you're dating. Oh, they're independent. They're not too dependent on me. Right. Whatever. But breakups are hard, but you have to have somewhat of a foundation built for yourself. So just go back, go back to, okay, this I is- I love that. Yeah.
0: I've never heard it like phrased and like that, routine. but I love that.
2: Go have a routine. I think a routine is one of the biggest things that helps you feel stabilized because you know what's coming. I wake up at seven. I make my coffee. I make my breakfast. I'm just saying, in oh, gen- yeah, yeah, like yeah. you know what I mean. Under no circumstances, yeah. <laughs> but it's like. <laughs> Have it to have a time you go to bed, have a day you get dinner <laughs> right. with friends, have it. You know what I mean? You don't have to jump right back into dating to sort of replace it. It's not like a dead dog. Let's get a new one. Right. You know, it's, you're dealing with you. You're dealing with your issues. So just routine, simple and go back.
0: Mateo's commitment to routine. So that this has inspired me so much because I was coming in for years of our friendship, me having no routine. And I remember you saying you're like, I have when I'm in a hotel, I wake up. I opened the blinds, I let the light in, there was a news program you watch and you make your coffee. And I remember I'd be like, right, right,
1: right, right. Wouldn't do it, (laughs) right, 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 right." wouldn't do it.
0: Wake up, reach for my phone, go on social media first thing, wouldn't do it. And then the past two years, now actually having some type of routine, even for me it's getting my steps, getting a little bit of sunlight and drinking water and being like, fuck about it. But then I feel better. Yeah. And it really does give you something to, for me, it's like not getting so lost in the wind.
2: The, but that's what I'm saying is like my mother raised me and my brother and sister with such a routine. Oh,
0: we'd never had a routine as kids.
2: Oh my God. Routine. Because you know what? Kids get anxiety because sure. if they don't know what's coming next. Oh my God. Yeah. I knew it. it's nap time. We have dinner with it's the family. You know, we got to go to bed. Da, da, da. And I don't know where my mom's instincts came from because she certainly wasn't raised that mm. way. So I don't know how she figured that out her and my Aunt Cindy, but like that, it's like routine based. And I find myself more structured with routine. But I mean, the problem is like I'm on the road so much that I start to get anxiety from not being in a routine. Right? So that's why I create a routine on the road.
0: Which is, that is something that even waking up being like, I'm going to open, get some light in this place. Have you ever been really attracted to someone and then suddenly gotten the ick? What did they do to flip the switch?
2: Yeah, I have. And usually it's a personality thing. Mm. You know, it's like they're mean to a waiter or Ooh, yeah. they're no, no. You know what I mean? Like, oh my god, they're so handsome and so sweet and da, da 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 and then you see them I don't know. It's usually it's usually something like that.
0: When someone's mean to a waiter, what do you think is like what could be going through their mind? Is it like I'm like I've tried to like do the math on that. I'm like, are you having a really bad day or are you nerd, which is not an excuse at all, but it's like, I'm truly trying to understand how like, or it's like, are you nervous about something or like what could be going on to make someone? I don't, I,
2: there's some kind of, some kind of narcissism. I right? think, I don't know. Look, I've been, I've certainly gotten to fights with customer service people, but sure. that's cause I'm a New Yorker. Right. But if I'm at a restaurant and I'm having, dinner
0: also customer service is over the phone so you've got a buffer and they've got oh, no, a buffer. one time
2: there's a place that that will store people's packages from mm-hmm. ups if like it doesn't get delivered to your house like a store whatever sure i walk in it's just a giant pile there's no organization there's uh-oh. a giant pile and they're just throwing it so people's things are breaking believe you me i let these people know uh-oh they're horrified of me but I'm like, I'm sorry. It's like, get a fucking. If you agree to UPS that you're going to do this, then get a goddamn shelf. Right. You have a mountain of boxes that I got to dig through. Now I'm digging through everybody oh, else's fucking shit. Sh- of course uh. I do. Of course I do.
0: Now that is a problem.
2: So, but anyways, believe you me, they the- heard. But with a waiter, minimum, bare minimum. Right. Hi, how are you? Thank you. Thank you. I like this. Thank you. That's all you have to do. You don't have to. I understand. Like waiters in America come by with a sing like "hello," right. like they want a tip. They're not. But you just the bare minimum. Thank you so much. Hi, I'd like this. Thank you. What do you think? Thank you. That's it. Tip. I was in London and I have a joke about this now on stage. But the customer service is the opposite of American right. customers. That I was acting like the American waiter to them mm. to make them feel comfortable. They, it was like right. I'd be like, "Hi, oh my god, how are you? Thank you so much," and they're like, "The fuck you want?" I'm like, yeah, "I'm so sorry." <laughs> they're so rude.
0: I saw someone once snap at a waitress and it was at the improv in Hollywood and it was the sh- a show was going on and they snapped and then they pointed at their chicken fingers and then they went n- like the no sign and then they went like this. And I saw that woman again years later, it turned out to be a producer. And I was like, I had a meeting and I went into the meeting and then afterwards I called my manager at the time and I was like, oh my God, this is going to sound crazy. I saw that person be so awful to a waitstaff. I don't even want to do the meeting. And then, and he was like, are you sure with what you saw? And I was like, I'm sure I, they, they snapped and did it. And then the person came over and apologized. And then they, they like did a snap again. I
2: think it's burned in my brain. It's insecurity. There's something when someone behaves that way in public and you have no empathy towards your fellow man, there's a kind of, Insecurity, right? And you're trying to, in in very small but stupid ways, you're making bad choices. Sure, show your confidence or your your self worth. So it's someone who obviously is not comfortable with with themselves, because I'm sure even fucking Anna Wintour is mm. nice to.
0: I will say I was a server for a summer, and I was awful to the food. So I actually did do because as I'm saying this, I'm like I've kind of done the other end of it because I worked at this place which is now out of business. I don't think it has anything to do with me. I hope to God, but it <laughs> I uh, it was a clotted cream, you know, clotted cream. So it's this like fancy cream that's like
2: oh, like the British cream they have with. For- pastries and stuff. yes yeah, yeah, yeah. it was
0: a clotted cream bakery and i was supposed to take out if someone was eating some of the cream i was supposed to serve a whole new dish each time but what i would do instead was i would just pat it down and then grab a scoop and put it on top and then smooth it over um probably i had gloves on i was it was disgusting and i would always be like running late it was really bad and i would have bare feet sometimes in the kitchen because it was just in a little farmhouse and one time i stepped on a frog I cried. And so it's not like I've been an angel when it comes to restaurants. Okay! Did I ever tell you that story about stepping on a frog? It was traumatizing. I've
2: never heard that
0: story. I ever. really cried. I was a vegetarian for like a year after it. I was walking in the thing and it was this like beautiful little farmhouse and I, I stepped on it and I felt the crunch and I just, I was like, you. I knew it was a frog immediately. We've covered why to men. Now we're going to play a game where we cover the rest of the big questions. Who, what, where, when, how? Here we go. This is just general, all generally speaking. You can do no wrong here, of course, obviously. Who do men find it hardest
1: to shop for? Ugh.
2: Um, I'm not, you know, I'll say... I'm not good with gift giving. Really? No, because to me, a gift is like an experience. So we get dinner, right? We catch up. That's the best kind like of gift. The, well, you know, I don't. You know who's really good at gifts is mm. Lisa Traeger. Really? She really is thoughtful about gifts, and she, she always does it right. She always thinks
0: you have such a um, eye for detail. I would think you'd be great with. I'm no. terrible
2: with interior design. I'm terrible. Terrible. Oh, with... so you didn't
0: do your apartment then? Oh, I had someone. else. Oh. Of
2: course. <sighs> But like gifts, I'm horrible with, you know, it's to me, gifts are food. That's, that's a good what gift. A gift for me. Yeah. But I mean, I, I have a really tough time buying gifts for people. I don't know. Like, oh, this made me think of you. Right. It's more like I want a gift. I want to say, like, I love you. So like, let's get dinner. or I made you this or I cooked you this or here's a gift card to get food here or, you know.
0: I wonder if that's a love language thing. So I guess your love language would be I don't even know what the different love languages are. I don't Accenture. know that I
2: buy the love language things. People are too complex to be mm. be whittled down to six love languages. I think everyone's capable of all those love languages. And that's a stupid thing to hear.
0: I'm so into the love languages. <laughs> I'm
2: so. Even though I do agree. I I'm not good at a spin class.
0: But also I do. But because I think my mom's love language would be the same as your. It's like preparing things. I forget what it is, but it's like it's something like I made you this or like eat this. I don't know what that one is called. Yeah. What do men misunderstand about women? Is there anything you've noticed that you think across the board men misunderstand? Well, I
2: think it's a mutual misunderstanding. Mm. I find that straight couples don't communicate about the right things. Mm. There's always miscommunication. One is more either emotional or one is more, I don't know. Like, either the man is or the woman is, whatever. But I just often hear straight couples talking about their spouses separately. And it just feels like there's, you know what it is? I think it comes down to, like, it's maybe more systemic, like how we were built in society. And so a lot of times I feel women feel that they don't have to say what's bothering them they expect the man to know based off signals that they're giving. Right. But the man is not responding to the signals because he's obviously more used to something more direct. And so this is like a super generalization about straight couples. Mm-hmm. But to me, that seems like one of the biggest things. I wonder
0: about that so much because I'm like, is that nature or nurture? Is it some type of like chemical thing? Because across the board, in a very general sense, yeah, you do see that. And it's it's like, is it a learned thing? Or is it our brains like... Something not where we don't pick up certain stuff. I
2: think I don't know. A lot of it, I think, is about like self-preservation. I think people are trying to protect their own feelings Mm. and in doing so they don't communicate as directly as maybe they should because they're trying to preserve their feelings and their partner's feelings or spare them. But in reality, it doesn't actually help the situation. So then you see couples trying to mask that with materialism or apartments or vacations or clothes. Oh, my God. Or what they post
0: about each other online. The more someone posts about their significant other on, I, at least for Facebook, that medium, I'm like, there's a big problem.
2: I mean, me Rodrigo didn't even talk about it, but we don't really post. We post every once in a while. But not like crazy because it's like. You know when it's
0: like the paragraphs where it's like just ran, a random Tuesday, like just I going on. I remember the day that we met.
2: Good. I'm glad your memory's working. Like right. this is embarrassing for everyone. Um, Maybe like on an anniversary, I'll post like a picture or something. On the day we got married, I posted something. Of course. But because um, I think you can still celebrate with people, people want to celebrate with you. But yeah, I think some things have to be for yourself, don't they? Some I hope things so. should be a little more for you.
0: Because Absolutely. I also want
2: to come home to a normal life.
0: Right. You have to protect something. Where do men do their deepest thinking?
2: Uh, video games.
0: Mateo loves video games. I'm not
2: kidding you. When, when you play like some sort of battle royale game whether it's call of duty or Fortnite specifically because and i play with a lot of straight men you know the games each game lasts like 25 minutes let's say on average and so the very first part of it you're you're looting you're collecting and so there's not a lot of battling so you really end up just talking to one another and you talk to each other about a lot of different stuff
0: so you just say like hey how was your day while you're clicking around
2: yeah. How's your day? You know, dating this and that things that happen to you. I come up with bits like laughter can be serious. Like, you know, it. it's like when you, that, that, because I think men, I, I remember seeing this like study that men specifically deal with talking about their issues better. If they're not making direct eye contact right, with somebody. Right. Right. So like if a man and a woman, <laughs> it's true. It's a man and a woman want to go have a conversation sitting at a couch, staring at each other will make them, more defensive right. go on a walk don't make eye contact and they'll be more apt to open up about how they feel
0: i actually relate to being the that very much if i same yeah i like that gives me so much more comfort if i'm not looking at the person yeah video games sound like a blast
2: i mean that's just one p- part sure. of it you know what i'm saying but like i do think that kind of world video games when did
0: you start playing video games
2: i since i was a kid okay
0: Cause now and then oh and then over the pandemic, video games
2: so that was some of the best times of my life. That's the
0: lifeline. I now I look back, it, some of the best time of my life. I used to play The Sims when I was little and I was fucking obsessed. I love The Sims. When do men want to be left alone?
2: Often. I often want to be alone. Mm. I say that I at first I felt like I was a <laughs> It's true. Yeah. I felt like I was offending <laughs> my partner if I said like I needed alone time because I didn't want them to feel like I was rejecting them. And then I realized, okay, wait, no, like I just need some time alone for my own to nap, to write, to play video. I have to let my mind sort of wander, especially as performers. I think for our lives, like there's a lot of people pressuring me. There's a lot of pressure when you do these big shows. Yes. There's a lot of time. You're constantly having to answer to somebody. Mm -hmm. And there's sometimes, especially after a weekend of doing, I did six shows in Boston. Right. When I come home, I don't, I want to be alone. I need to recharge. That is how I recharge. And everyone's different. I mean, I think some people recharge with big Groups of people are going out.
0: That's an introvert versus an extrovert, which is so. I'm introvert. Me too. And mm. it's so, it's taken me so long to learn that. Cause it's, mm-hmm. it's not about how outgoing you are. It's about how you recharge. Cause I always used to like, sometimes people want to like have dinner or go out to, if they do that, then I need alone time after that. Yeah. I always, I'm like, I got to have a buffer. I got to regroup.
2: Yeah. And I think that's very common in performers and Rodrigo understands. So there's times I'm like, I just need to like be alone. I'm going to go. To, you know, my bed and just play Pokemon. Does, when you
0: do um, social media, like when you scroll, does that help you regroup? Cause that's what I'll often do to regroup. But I'm like, am I regrouping right now? Or am I just, no, if I play Fortnite
2: or like if I'm cooking or if I, you cooking. know what I mean? But like scrolling on Instagram is like having a, a cigarette. There seems yes. to be no, it's just something yes. I'm doing to do it.
0: Yes. I completely agree. Cause that's what I do for my like alone time now. But I was like, I never remember one thing I scrolled. And I've watched way too many pimples be popped. I love that. I don't want cysts. I want just normal Same. pimples. A, if you watch Dr. Pimple Popper, that woman. It's
2: too much. It's too much? I like when you see like the black heads in the lips and then you just like the, it popping out. They take the little knife first, cut it and then pop. Oh, so Why good. is it
0: so satisfying? I love it. I love it. Last question on here. Yes. How do men compliment each other?
2: Um. Well, by making fun of each other. Mm-hmm. They compliment each other by making fun Just of each other. Just doing a roast. That's gay, straight. If it's a roast, that means they like you.
0: I never have complimented someone by making fun of them. I yeah, wouldn't even know how. I would. I do. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I told Nick. Nick was, I was doing, I did Carnegie Hall two weeks ago. That's and so,
0: I've, that's so cool. I
2: had Nick open the show. Yep.
0: Nick is Mateo's friend. He's got a YouTube channel. Check him out. He's so funny.
2: And I said to him, I go, Nick, he walks up. In front of everybody, said, "Well, thank you, Nick, for dressing like Barbara Streisand." The third album. You're welcome. But that's me saying, "Thank you. I appreciate you being here. Right. Your 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 friendship to me is helping me my energy. Yes. Like you know, like but that's how we do it.
0: Just just the roast. I've never. I'm gonna try to do that. Probably I'll do it off and I'm gonna do really- it to a man. Okay.
2: See how that works. All right.
0: I'm gonna try to do it to a gay guy. Probably. Go
2: oh, gay guy. You can't say anything that's gonna offend a gay
0: watch me You can't
2: unless you make fun of like i don't know
0: you're gonna be you're like or, you're gonna be at a, com- at a comic and someone's gonna come back like, you won't believe what emma just said to me
2: emma called me a piece of shit and you're like and oh, said it was out of love
0: right and you're like why <laughs> I'm like, i don't know where she got that from <laughs> thank you so much for being on the show mateo where can people find you
2: at the papaya stand on sixth avenue emma it's so nice to, see, so you. Nice to see you It's so nice i what love a you treat. can you me and lexi please go get dinner in rodrigo absolutely i would love to we're both dating beautiful mexicans Yes. Actually, you'd be the only non-Mexican at the table. You're right. But you know what? You're welcome. And I
0: can't hang because I try. I freaking try with the spices. I know that's a broad stereotype that I know, but a lot of times Mexican food is traditionally pretty spicy. Yeah, and I would I say I can't so. hang.
2: We'll, we'll go get Italian. There's a new restaurant. I try.
0: I really try to keep up, but it's like not. And they make... At, at well, when
2: Nimesh the- asked me to go get Indian food with him, which I love spicy food. He, yes. We go to this place, and when I say spicy... They really go for it. It was more spicy than Mexican? Oh, yeah. Mexican child's play. This is, like, burning. But I actually enjoy it.
0: I do, too. I like the burning sensation. It's just that I'll have, like, tears coming down my eyes and going, ah. And people go, are you all right? No, but
2: Nimesh knows, I mean, he knows all the great Indian restaurants in New York. But this is one place that we went. I mean, like, the food was phenomenal. I could have eaten. Spiciest food of your life?
0: Yeah. Oh, boy. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you guys, as always, for writing in. Please DM me at Emma Wilman on Instagram or email your questions to ama at betches.com. For our next guest, please rate and review. If you enjoy the episode, share it with a friend, spread the love. Thank you guys so much. I'll talk to you next week when we Ask Men Anything. Ask Men Anything is produced by Sean Kilby and Rebecca Steinberg. Editing by Jazz Zapatos, Rebecca Steinberg, and Shannon Sasson. Guest booking by Anna Zagzag. Send your emails to ama at betches.com. Betches.